People, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another episode, of course, of the Arsenio Buck Show podcast. Or the, well, you know what? I should call it the Arsenio Buck Show podcast. That sounds very good. Oh my god, I just created something. Anyways, guys, episode number 47. What I, I just lost my thought because I'm so excited. The Arsenio Buck Show podcast. This sounds so cool. But anyways, all right, so here we go. Season four, episode number 47. Baby, we're getting back into the behavior number six, delivering the results. And you know what? This is going to be a three-part, of course, behavior. The next one is going to be the trust tips and whatnot. But this one, I want to talk about the impact of trust accounts. So you know what? At one point, Stephen Covey, he became the CEO of a leadership center, right? And he said that there was one division within there that had a culture of as a hobby. And you know what? These people, of course, they were lazy. They didn't know how to make money. They were this, they were that. They had a very lackadaisical attitude in general. So the thing is, he was there for three years, but the thing is, that specific division never delivered the products or the results, right? So what he did, he met with the leader, And then he finally mutually agreed and said, you know what, we're going to do this product. We're going to we're going to set up something. We're going to create this product and we're going to give it a six month deadline, no exceptions. And we're going to deliver the results. That is it. They set up a clear goal and accountability to that goal. So, yes, of course, along the way, I began getting a lot of feedback from everyone in that division saying it was too aggressive. Oh, my God. Our credibility is on the line here until there's a product. This is just a hobby and this and that. All these people, the cynics of life, the chicken littles, doom is coming, gloom is coming, the crash is coming. And you know what? They all ended up hating Mr. Covey. And they wanted him to just keep saying, give me more time, give me more time, give me more time. But you know what? He said no. He said absolutely not. Because you know what? They had the agreement. And you know what? He wanted to hold them accountable for the agreement. And guess what? The product ended up being released. And within the first several months, it ended up making millions of dollars. See, that totally changed the perception of that division. It went from being a hobby to delivering results. And that delivery, it built trust. Trust in the people of that division. Trust in the culture. Self-trust in the team, the lives, everything in general. So, guys, what am I trying to say here? Is that when you set yourself up an agreement, a timetable, and you say this is this and that's all we're doing, you have to agree by that. There was a guy that Luke and I, we tried bringing on to our Motivational Mentors podcast a number of times. And then after the second time, we just gave up. Um, And it's because the agreements weren't able to agree and say, you know what? This time we're going to do this and that's it. I'm very, very diligent with what I do also. Because, of course, you have a lot of people out there that we we communicate on so many different platforms across so many different Time zones, regions, countries, continents, you name it. But if I say, come on here at this time, I expect you to be there. One great example of this would be Antonio Centeno, of course, the, the, the CEO, founder of Real Men, Real Style. And this man, at literally 8 p.m., he was on that Zoom. I heard the ding-ding, he came on, and there he was. However, there are other people where it comes to 8.05, 8.10. Then I put a stop loss on worry. Normally, I do ten minute grace. Uh, I do a ten minute grace period. If you guys don't come, I'm done. 
Now, I do, of course, you know, you could do 15 minutes and whatnot, but again, that's just too late. So there was another guy I was supposed to bring on my ESL podcast. TEDx guy just made, just wrote up a book. This guy is brilliant. Nigerian everything. And you know what? It took him more than 15 minutes to come on my podcast. By that time, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm really tired by, at that point. I can't do it. I'm sorry. And so, of course, did he ever come back on? No. Because I just – I can't put trust into people who don't trust themselves. A gr- another great example of this would be, of course, back going back to my Motivational Mentors podcast and us trying to get these people to come on and say, hey, you know what? Are you committed? Are you going to come on at this time? Excellent. See you then. And next thing you know, these guys just disappear. And that was the end of it. I said, you know what? If you do a no call, no show, no message, no show, we're done. I'm not going to message you again. For the other people who I try setting up a schedule with and then they end up going AWOL, goodbye, we're done. I'm not going to set up another one with you. So guys, again, because the agreement means everything. I can tell what a man is just by the way or what he agrees to. And so when it comes to IELTS and someone comes to me and they say, hey, you know what? And we have a nice little conversation. Let's say 30-minute conversation. I'm like, okay. So by the end of these 10 hours, by the time you get here, I expect you to get this, this, and this. They're like, yeah, right. I'm like, come on, believe me. And the next thing you know, we start going through the course. Boom, it's money. And then what do they end up getting? Hell, they exceed their own expectations for the TOEIC examination, which is another uh, little, a little test that I teach, of course. And I had this individual, and I told him, I said, hey, what's your score right now? Oh, it's about 150 and listening. I said, I'll get you to about 300, 350. He said, really? I said, yeah. That last test he took, he got 415. And of course, all he needed was like a 600. So all he needed to do was score 200 out of about 490 possible points on the grammar and reading section, and then that's it. And for the last story I'm going to give you here. Now, for those of you who have been following me in Ashburn, Virginia, for a very long time, you guys know this story, possibly. For those folks, man, out there in Compton, California, man, I see y'all out there. It's crazy. I got people from Compton. Please listen to me. Please, folks in Compton, listen to me. (sighs) 2013, I was downstairs. You guys probably know this, okay? I was waiting for my package, realized my package hadn't come. And I said, what's going on here? I contact Herbalife. Herbalife contacted FedEx. FedEx is like, dude, we delivered the package already. And next thing you know, it said left. And I, and I looked it up. I looked up the code because, of course, you could look up the code and everything. It says it left in front of – what is it? Left in front of the, uh, the door. And I'm like, you guys left it at the door in this neighborhood? I went outside. And I started yelling at everybody. There was no one outside, but I was saying some of the most abhorrent things possible. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was like a movie. And so I went back inside, blazing, sitting at my computer desk. And the next thing you know, there goes my sister just walking down the stairs casually. Goes into uh, a closet near the bathroom, which is really weird, but I just didn't make anything of it. I'm over here messaging uh, FedEx saying, you guys fucked up big time. She taps me on the shoulder, gives me the box. She's like, I didn't want to show Steven because he says that you're not giving mom enough money and you're paying for your own food. Or some something, uh, something that cynics would say, right? And I said, oops. And the next thing you know, within 30 minutes, someone's knocking on my door. No, it's, never, it's no one from the neighborhood, thank God. Or else it would have been a full-on battle. But it was FedEx. And he looked right in my eyes. And he said, I gave that package to you. I was like – and I started laughing. I was like, sir, I have to 
apologize. My sister received the package, and because there's so much miscommunication around here and everyone hates my guts, she hid it from me. So someone else of my family member, no one told me anything. So I apologize. He's like, yeah, but, you know, the FedEx and this and that, and, you know, we do everything perfectly, and I know, you know, it would be a big problem on me and this and that. And so I had to sign something saying, yes, I received the package. Everything's good. I apologize so much. Gave that man a water. He went off. We had a nice good laugh about it. I told him, hey, have a wonderful day, and then that was the end. Boy, that is service right there. That is FedEx. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's called being sexy. And so there it is. I mean, that's what it really, really comes down to, people. Keeping your agreements. Now, of course, FedEx, they have their own oath. I see them out here in Thailand sometimes. They deliver things and whatnot. I trust them honestly more than anyone else. Uh, I don't trust Australian Post. Uh, They actually left it at the door one time, and this is why I thought – FedEx had left it at my door because I was like, well, if Australia Post, which is the worst service on the face of the planet, would put my package in front of my door and put the rug over it like no one's going to see it, well, of course FedEx would probably do that, right? Absolutely not. Uh, They ended up doing what was best. And so this is why I trust FedEx. This is why I trust Singapore Airlines. This is why I trust some of the biggest airlines in the world and some of the airports and this and that. Why? Because, well – They built that trust up, and that's what it really comes down to, guys. These agreements, I've talked about them so much, and so I hope you guys could take something from this because at the very, very, very end, I'm talking about the very end of the day, delivering those results is how you convert those cynics, those people with the the chicken littles, the ones just shaking their heads everywhere, saying everything's going to happen. This is terrible. That's not going to happen. We don't have time. We don't have this. See, it's how you establish trust fast. In a new relationship. See, it's how you gain flexibility and choices. See, it's how you can restore trust quickly when it has been lost on the competent side. It's also the first half of the way. Of course, how you define leadership. Getting results. In a way that inspires trust. So guys, with that last quote and with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Again, thank you so much for everyone who is tuning in, uh, Angola, oh my goodness, hey, Angola is a beautiful country, have you guys seen that, it's like the first time I googled that, um, of course, Western Africa, no, because I love looking up the statistics and analytics of every, uh, country out there, um, of course, that's listening, uh, listening to me, and I realized that Angola, who, of course, I recently connected with on Instagram, but he never got back to me, but someone in Angola, is, was listening to me, and I looked up that city, and I'm like, oh my god, Angola is gorgeous. It's a very gorgeous place. So, again, big shout out to my folks in Angola, USA, Australia, Spain, you name it, Italy. You guys have been listening to me for the longest, so thanks so much again, guys. And as always, man, I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual. Stay tuned for more, over and out.